What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 148 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Deitch. What's going on, dude? Huh? Just enjoying another lovely episode. That's right. And if, you, uh, if you're a first-time listener and you're wondering why is this guy calling me a dirtbag right off the bat, uh, that is not a bad thing. that's what you are. That, that's not, you, the fact that you made it through the intro and you got 15 seconds into this episode, you are now officially a dirtbag. A dirtbag is the name that uh, the listeners of this show kind of gave themselves. They did. It's self-appointed. We were kind of going to go with co-anglers. You know, uh, th- there was a bunch of different names that kind of got thrown out there. And, and uh, uh, yeah, the, the dirtbags kind of stuck and... And I like it. So do I. I, I like, like the it a dirt lot. Bags. I, I'd like, you know, when we get to see people out in the public and they come up and they're just like, hey, you know, great podcast and we can call them dirt bags and people look at you like, well, do you really just call them a dirt bag? They'll come up and they'll they'll say something like, hey guys, you know, love the show. I'm a, I'm a dirt bag. I'm yep. a weekly dirt bag. <laughs> Are you really? You old dirt bag, you. Yeah. You old dirt bag, you. Nobody's but. gotten a dirt bag tattoo yet, though. <laughs> you get you get a dirt bag tattoo across your forehead and i tell you what episodes for you are always free that's right always free we were running a black friday sale i don't know if anyone saw that it's but extended uh, it is, we extended yep. it to cyber monday yeah that's right so. cyber monday that just seems really weird <laughs> I cyber know. monday so now small I, business saturday so, and yeah I always get a kick out of the small business Saturdays with all these people with their multi-level marketing things. And right. they want to say that they're a small business owner. I don't know. I don't feel like they are, but. <laughs> yeah, we, we've talked about this. I I think uh, I think you and I can both agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can agree on that. But um, nope. Uh, another episode 148. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and clear my throat and say. Ski you, Ma. Row the boat. Row the boat. <laughs> Row the freaking boat. Minnesota beats Wisconsin. Which Iowa means... beats Nebraska. Iowa is officially the champions of the Big Ten West. And they're going to face Michigan, who goes out and pretty freaking handily beats Ohio State. Got after him pretty good. What a freaking weekend in football. It was. Except for today, though, when the... When the Vikings lost, Viking, but well, I mean, that's, that's just a given. That's to be expected. and I'm and sure that. there's Packer fans out there that listen. They won, so yep, they got to be happy Packer. this Well, week. you know, I mean, the Gophers won, the Vikings lose. Uh, right. You know, the, the Packers win, Wisconsin loses. You know, Iowa, we just win, so yeah, you know, that's, that's, right. that's all we do. Nebraska <laughs> just loses. And <laughs> but they're close. Yes. They almost – hey, they don't lose. They almost win. You know, like, I, I'll admit, though, like, I – I do feel bad. Like so do I. I I feel bad because I was thinking about this the other day. It's just like yeah, all the Gopher fans, all the Nebraska fans, they're always like, "Oh, rivals with Iowa." It's just like, well, it's kind of got to be a two-way street here. You guys got to win some here pretty soon to to make it a rival. Is rivalry. this 8 or 9 years straight? I think it was like 8 or nine. it's one of the I two. I think it was 9 now. I think it was 8 and I think it's officially 9. I could be wrong. I might be giving us one. But uh yeah, you 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 know what's crazy is like you talk to them Cox boys out there in Western Nebraska, and they don't look at Iowa as a rival. They hate Colorado, right? You know, and and I, they still, I got a feeling the true if, Nebraska fans still go back to the Big Twelve rivalries, right? I mean, but those, I got a feeling like you know for us, like I don't consider Illinois a rivalry at no. all. Like I mean, I really don't even care about Illinois. But I got a feeling if you live on the eastern side of the state. You want to beat Illinois. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. you got family across the border or, you know, whatever. But, uh, no, it's a little bit different. But uh, Iowa, yeah, like I said, uh, Iowa's officially going to the Big Ten West and uh, uh, or the Big, Big Ten, Ten Championship. Ten. They are the champions of the West, the outright champions of the West. And they'll be playing uh, Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan program. And I guess I there's think, a reason why they play the game, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it, it opened up as like a 13-point underdog. Is that all? Is that that's all? That's what okay. a lot of people are saying. That's it. So Okay. Well, uh, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. My Miami Dolphins 
I think have won four or five straight now. Holy I mean, they're buckets. just putting they're a, a mean hurting on everyone. You don't you you don't want to play them this time of year. They're it's been kind of fun lately. A lot of local kids have been playing in the NFL. Yeah, Christian Roseboom freaking pissed off everyone in the state <laughs> of uh, Wisconsin. To, you know, tonight uh, on the last play, that onside kick, he absolutely laid the lumber to somebody. Did he? That's an old. Uh, uh, Northwest Iowa uh, guy, and then he went on to play football at SDSU, South Dakota State, and uh, yeah, I don't know if he's playing anything more than uh, uh, special teams, got, but he made it. He, right, he, he just got he, put on the active roster oh, really? not, not too long ago. Yeah, he's a and, big boy. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, we got Van Ginkle, Andrew Van Ginkle oh, yeah, with the stud. Dolphins. Yeah, he's yeah, playing he's pretty good ball, so yep. yeah, it's kind of neat to see the local guys doing really well. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, you know, it was Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously that's why, uh, I, I had a four day weekend and that's why I was able to watch uh, quite a bit of football. Um, obviously down here, we do not have ice yet. Nope. Yeah. I mean, you could have drove eight hours North and, and maybe possibly gotten onto some ice, but, uh, um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a little bit yet. There's a lot of skim ice on a lot of the a lot of the lakes and like little ponds and stuff yep. like that when we were driving over to Rochester area this weekend. Um, yeah, it was, I was kind of surprised. I didn't think that there'd be that many bodies of water that had ice on them already. Yeah. So you, you were over, uh, Stewartville for, yep. for Thanksgiving and then you ended up going up to a Minnesota wild game. Definitely. Yeah. That's kind of always been our tradition is to go up there black Friday game. Do they nice. do they always play Winnipeg Jets? No, okay. It's it's been one we've seen them play Winnipeg quite a bit, but I've seen them play a couple other teams too, like Pittsburgh and stuff like that. Because uh, that's a rivalry, right? Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets yep. and the Minnesota yep. Wild. Yep, that's a pretty good rivalry. It gets pretty heated a lot of the times, and but there was a couple fights for you, right? Oh yeah, there was there was a couple good ones. Uh, <laughs> the one. Guy kind of gave a little sucker punch the one time when the guy was down on ice. I can't remember which one of the wild guys was down, and he kind of gave him a little one, and everybody, nobody liked that too much, and they all kind of flew in there, and it was kind of a, just a big old pile, and I thought it was, I thought there was going to be some all-out brawls, but there wasn't. Do you, you notice like, I mean, obviously, if there was a fight like that and it happened, uh, you know, just at at some local skating rink. <laughs> You know the the cops are going to get called. Well, I was I'm I'm thinking about like in the NBA. There's been a couple of pretty bad fights the last couple right couple yeah. of weeks and stuff like that. And I I think that some of these other professional sports could take a few lessons from NHL and just let them go. Well, Everybody then, back up and just let them go for a couple of seconds here and let's see how tough some of these guys are. Right. You know, but so so it happens in the NBA. You know, every once in a while you see it. You know, in in football, you know, some guys get into a fight. You know both you and i are dirt track racing fans uh you know there's fights in the pits afterwards and whatnot and but is it just an understood deal that like emotions just kind of get going like in sporting events and and you don't call the cops you don't press charges you don't yeah i I mean mean, it is but i mean you see it well you mentioned dirt track racing you know when i was growing up guys could well, easy, Matt. Easy, guys. Guys could the thirties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you didn't. Wait, you didn't have wait, your. You didn't have Verizon Wireless then. that you could just call. Right. Well, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. But no, they uh, they could they could settle it right there. Somebody piss you off, you could you could. And deck I think them. it still happens. No, now you. Oh. Now you can't do it anymore. Now you do it, and next you know. This person is pressing charges on this person. Nobody used to press charges. Everybody now presses charges. Now, at the professional level, they know that they're going to get fined and that there's going to be, you know, some suspensions and stuff like that brought down. But I've never seen anybody press charges on another one. I saw one the other day. I think it happened yesterday. This one guy bit another one. In In what? NHL. They were Shut fight. up. They were fighting. They were down on the ground, and the one bit him, and the guy just totally went off on him after. Uh, he did. As but, well, he should. Uh, like, afterwards, like, he's like, that's why he, he's like the worst hockey player in the NHL. He does this crap all the time. <laughs> like, not none of his teammates even like him. I mean, he just went full out. Like, that's like some child predator stuff. Know, like, <laughs> bit him. It's just like full on. It's like right there. You could see him kind of, you know, because the, the rule is, like, they'll let him fight until – they either are tied up and can't go anymore or until they hit the ice. 
and uh, they kind of hit the ice, and they're kind of struggling down there. And all of a sudden, you see him. The refs are in there, and you see the guy just bite him like right on the hand. And he, that guy looks at the ref and's like, "He just bit me," you know, and just starts trying to waylay on him. It was just like, oh. Can you imagine like coming home and like? You know, you meet your wife at the door, and she's like, "So, how how did tonight go?" <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, penalty box bit Dan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can't blame you there. You know, you got you, you know, you you're not there to fight fair. You're there to win the fight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, it, if it takes biting a guy's freaking pointer finger you ever off, have to well, do you, that at work. Me? Yeah, yeah. You know, every once in a while, you know, <laughs> just gotta bite yeah, somebody yeah, to let just, everybody know. Well. But so so think about this. Like, okay, you know, like LeBron James, he got into a fight the other day. You know, you you see it in NFL. I can't personally name one, but I mean, hockey is it's it's almost encouraged. It I is. I mean, like there's Every guys team on has the an roster enforcer, yep. right? Can you imagine, like, say in professional fishing, Bassmaster, NWT, NAIFC, you know, hey. Like that, that's, that's where I'm planning on fishing. And so, you know, you kind of go over there, you size up the other guy and, <laughs> and you, you wall up each other a couple of times and whoever wins, you know, gets the spot. I, I, <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of <laughs> like that. You want to see some throwdowns at the boat ramp? Nah, yeah. I, nah. I mean, obviously that, that can't be allowed, right? Can't, you know, whatever, but, uh, oh, that's it, the unique thing about hockey. That's why it's kind of enjoyable it's still kind of a, a game that hasn't been touched as much as other athletic when, and i think the reason for it is you don't just like you don't just throw some freaking hell's angel biker out there on a set of skates and <laughs> right. like just tell them like all right go out there and and go beat the piss out of whoever you want to you know that that's i mean they they have enough self-control that i mean they might go 28 games in a row without ever you know even thinking about getting into a right. fight and then, you know, when it happens, it happens. But what blows me away, and I realize we're going on a long rant here about hockey, but, like, they'll talk about it for, you know, like five oh, minutes yeah. leading up to it. Like, all right, next, yeah. you know, I don't I don't even know. I was going to call it a dead ball, but I don't know if they call it a dead <laughs> puck or what. But, like, you know, next next time out, like, you know, ready to throw down. All right, yeah, yeah, you know. The, the best is but, but if we do this, like, you're still sending me a Christmas card, right? You <laughs> right. know, like, they're still friends. Like, right. you know, like. It's like, all right, yeah. It's a mutual you, respect type deal. Yeah, I don't know. The best is like when it's like a, the beginning of the game, the opening face-off, and they just drop them right there. Like oh, they drop yeah, the pucks, yep, and yep. guys are like, all right. They've been waiting since the last time they played. <laughs> yeah. yep. So, God, I, I, I still cannot get over the fact that, like, you literally grew up, what, six miles north of me? Right. But you were across the border into Minnesota, and somehow, like, hockey is a thing for you. It's, I, I, growing up, I wasn't a huge hockey fan, but like the last probably about 10 years, I've become a real big hockey fan. But like 15 I started, minutes north of here in Laverne, Minnesota, right. like they have an actual hockey team. Right, yeah. And there's a lot of teams in southwest Minnesota like Wyndham does, Worthington does. I mean, they all have hockey teams. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just a Minnesota deal. Like, But, right. I mean, you get 15 miles south and I've got no <laughs> damn clue. Like. I like to go to the Sioux Falls Stampede when they got the wiener dog race night, but otherwise, like, you know, I, it just, it's not a thing. I just like it. I, I, I enjoy it because the fans are so knowledgeable when it comes to hockey. Like, they don't just yell out random dumb stuff. Like, oh, you go to, I'm not for it. Well, I'm you not go, for that. You, well, you can, I guess, but, <laughs> but people look at you like, but people will call you out on it in, like, a hockey. I sing. <laughs> I sing. And they'll look at you and they'll call you. They'll they'll tell you flat out that you're wrong and call you all kinds of names, but well, and what are you going to say? The dude's missing three teams, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, you know he's willing to. That's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Like you don't go into a place and just go yell some BS because these dudes are hockey fans. They've been hockey players. They've been in a couple fights on the ice. They don't give a rip. Like right. they're going to let you have it. You going to be stupid? We're going to freaking. I think it's always kind of cool to see those guys from northern Minnesota that go out on early ice before there's any snow, and they got the ice skates, and they're skating around, hole hopping. Yeah. That's always kind of badass. That I is think. badass. <laughs> That's more badass than me and you combined on our best days. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, like, 
it's been years since I've even ice skated. Oh, like, I, I'd hate to see what it's like to get out there and like I before I've only done it ever like a couple times in my life. But yeah, it'd be scary to see what would happen if I tried to do it now. I bought some hockey skates when I was a young kid because I could rollerblade, and so I thought, oh yeah. And I don't know. It was one of those deals. Like the one time when I went out, I could skate pretty decent, and it was like. Yeah, like I got this. So then the next time I went out and like, I don't know, you know, it's not like riding a bike. I just couldn't get back on there and start skating again. So I was telling my mom like, oh yeah, you know, I think my blades need to be sharpened. And sure as shit, she brought my freaking hockey skates up to Sioux Falls. I remember we were along. I I still remember I could drive you to the place where it was. And I don't think that it's nothing to do with a hockey shop anymore. And, uh, they they sharpened my blades probably thought i was an idiot because they probably weren't char- or they were probably sharp as shit the way they were but uh yeah you freaking i get back out there go down to old school park and yeah i still can't skate it had nothing to do with the blades being sharp so maybe maybe we all need to go to like play it against sports and find some old hockey skates they played some rocky hockey for a while oh yeah they did but like when we're out ice fishing this this winter maybe oh. <laughs> maybe i was gotta put them on and just give it a shot let's set up a bunch of tip-ups and have a hockey game out on okaboji while somebody's gonna get cut by don't you... sharpen your blades yeah right so <laughs> like it you you can't just go out on any body of water and no. just go just go skating like i mean the this it's gotta be pretty smooth right yeah yeah it's gotta be smooth ice yeah I, you know, I've got a Zamboni and, you know, I've, I've been posting on Facebook wondering how thick the ice is, wondering if I can get my Zamboni, Zamboni. out there. Or not. That, does that fall in between a car and a truck or is that? Yeah, it's somewhere in between there. And no one, no one's going to get pissed off at me because, no. you know, it's, it's a Zamboni, Zamboni guys. Like <laughs> if you're from Minnesota, you don't talk trash to the Zamboni driver. Everyone knows that. I'm surprised that we don't see more of them out on the ice. That'd be freaking spectacular. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be fun. Uh, so you so you had Thanksgiving over in Stuartville. Yep. What uh what was your favorite part of your Thanksgiving meal? My favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal. Because I got be... a new favorite part this year. Did you? Um Oh, the stuffing is always pretty good. Really? You're a stuffing guy, huh? Yeah. I should have known. You you seem like a stuffing yeah. guy. Yeah. And Ruth, I mean that Ruth in the worst possible good, way. Ruth makes some good stuffing over really? there. Yeah. She puts like sausage in it and Oh, okay. Well, like, yeah. Now we're talking. Regular, yeah, yeah, I mean now we're talking. Not, not just, just like a regular Not just like a freaking green, green bread. Top. Right. Green yeah. bread crumpled up with a freaking carrot in it. No, it's it's pretty good stuff. The turkey was really good too. So so this year we uh uh out at Kayla's family's Thanksgiving, uh we had some like macaroni and cheese with corn in it. Oh yeah, and I mean we're talking like lots of corn, lots of cheese. Because I'm not a I, I'm not a macaroni and cheese guy. Like that's just not me. But this, like Listen, I that's I like, could that was your jam, huh? You know the best part about Thanksgiving for me is, and and here we are. We have not talked one bit about fishing. We've talked a little bit about. We've we, talked we a little sprinkle bit it about in fishing. there. We don't give a rip. We'll talk about whatever the hell we want. But the best part about Thanksgiving for me is. I, I like to go up and load up my plate, throw a little ham, throw a little turkey, throw a little mashed potatoes, throw a little bit of that corn and green beans, maybe throw a little stuffing on there and whatever else is on there, and then you mix. Oh, yeah. There's there's nothing better than, like, the corn and the mashed potatoes. Gravy right? over gravy, all right. of it. Everything gets gravy. Yeah. Everything gets mixed together. It's like, you're not even like, oh, you know what? I'd like to follow that up with a little bit of mashed potatoes. Like, no, it's 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 all a one-piece meal <laughs> now at this point. It, it has officially become a hot dish. <laughs> this has officially yes. become a hot dish. Everybody's- Thanksgiving hot dish is now whatever you got all mixed together. That's, How that's about what desserts? Did you? So, Are you a pumpkin pie guy? Ah, You know, I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm Emma, an apple Emily, pie guy. Emily made one this year that was like a marshmallow pumpkin pie. Okay, like well, she kind of mixed it together. Like it was pretty good, actually. Matt, you don't. But get, I'm. A, but I'm you a, don't get to have a belly like this by saying like <laughs> I don't like pumpkin pie. I prefer apple over pumpkin. I like. I like. I like a little pumpkin pie with my whipped cream. Is what yeah. I should say. <laughs> are you? A, are you a? If if, if if we've got pumpkin pie, apple pie, and peach pie in front of us, what are you picking? Apple pie. Apple pie. Yeah, and then. And then pumpkin pie, and then peach. And last, then peach, no yeah. kidding. Okay. Yep. If I'm it was like a that. peach cobbler type deal, maybe I'd go with that second. But okay. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, like, I mean, pumpkin pie is still above, like, lemon meringue, and I will not touch sour cream raisin. <laughs> raisin? No. <laughs> and then, so we actually were talking about pies the other day at, at work, and then Drippy Ramrod, you know, who's from Texas originally, had to sit here and tell us about, oh, you know, if if you grew up down south and you went outside and you picked all these pecans and then you went in and made a fresh pecan pie, that, oh, that's the best pie. That's better than all the pies. And it was in one ear and out the other for me because ain't no way, like. Barry tried to make a pecan pie this year. That's, a, it's nuts. <laughs> like, literally nuts. Like, that doesn't make a pie. Pies are fruits. Pies are like sweet stuff, not nuts. Right. But what you put underneath of it is like the pecans. What's underneath just, of it? it? It's some type of mixture that's sweet. No, I ain't so. having it. I ain't having it. Mm-mm. Not going to have it. Oh, all right. You know, you know why we've been we've been talking about a lot of this stuff? Well, last week we didn't get to. Well, that's right. We got to dumb the show down a little bit. Oh, <laughs> you ain't a kid. You ain't After a kid. Last week, if you could have seen some of our yeah, if you could have seen some of our faces and... when on on some of these answers when Scott starts talking and it's like, yeah, all right, that one's over my head. But uh, no, we we literally got a ton of awesome, awesome feedback. Got a lot of messages from people talking about how much they loved that episode with Scott Mockintune and. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a lot of fun to do it. Obviously, it was really cool that he did come down in studio. Um, we know the audio was not that spectacular on that one. We we did it a little bit different than normal. Uh, normally, you know, I've got a microphone in front of me designated just for me with headphones. Matt has the same. And we actually bought another microphone and another set of headphones. So uh, going forward, we will be able to... Um, yeah, we'll be able to do that exact same thing uh, where all three of us are going to have our own microphones. So uh, hopefully Scott will come down and do that type of show again with us. And, and if he doesn't, we'll do it over the phone. But uh, um, I, I really, truly encourage you um, going forward, if you do have questions like that, that you want us to answer, I'd like to do a show like that every, you know, I don't know, five, six months or something yeah. like that. It would be fun to do that a little more often. Yeah, I don't know. It it uh, it was very informative. I mean, especially coming from somebody that knows what they're talking about. I mean, and knows really really well what they're talking about. Yeah, that's Hate giving to give him, him a lot credit. of credit. That's... Hate to give him credit, but he his BS answers he makes so believable that. That it, uh, that's, that's so what happens when you use big words that you know that other people ain't going to be able to call you out on it and they just figure, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yep. he knows what he's talking yep. about. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when, when, when they use words you can't spell, you just have to take them at their word, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, you know, that, yeah, I ain't calling them out when yeah. the people start whipping them words out. This is like, no, yep, yep, fair enough. Okay, this guy's <laughs> smart, he's ugly and smart, <laughs> but, uh, um, Matt, when you were up, uh, when you were up North this, uh, um, last weekend, you know, obviously you went over towards Rochester and then you obviously headed up North towards, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, you said you saw a lot of, uh, skim ice out there. You didn't see anyone out actually on any ice up no, towards, no, uh, I didn't see anybody on any ice around. I think area. you got to go an hour or two North and like the cities yet. Don't you? Yeah. Even more than that. I Is think, that like, right? I think you got to get up and. Like the Bemidji area, north of Bemidji. Okay. I think I I'm sure like up in the Detroit Lakes area, they probably have ice. You know, up in northern North Dakota, some of those places probably. Yeah, I have saw ice. Clay. I I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Hool Hule Clay J Hule, but uh, that's that's what I'm gonna call Clay J Hule. We should actually have him on the show sometime. He's kind of got a niche deal up there in way northern uh, Minnesota, uh, North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. But uh, I saw that he's been out and actually taken clients out already. So yeah. they must, you know. And and I've read some stuff. I mean, you've probably seen it too. There's dudes that are like, yeah, we were out on one lake that had seven and a half inches, and we were on another lake, you know, that same, you know, same type of deal, right. two inches. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It it is what it is, but uh, um. I don't know. Obviously, this is the time that we should probably start talking about ice safety. And, you know, I, obviously, you've always got to err on the side of caution. Um, like they always say, no ice is safe ice. Right. Even even February ice. Right. But uh, 
so me and Matt kind of threw together uh, a list of of early ice safety deals, you know, just kind of the basics. And I know for for most of you guys that have fished year after year after year, you're going to say, well, you know, I already know that. Yeah, you're right. You do. But, uh, you know, it, it's not just rookies, first timers that are falling nope. through the ice. You know, it's, it, you, you get a little comfortable. And I've, I'm not going to lie to you, three or four years ago, I was terrified of freaking five inches. And the more you get out on the ice, the more you kind of feel comfortable, the more you're willing to push it, you know, right? you're willing to do it for a social media post. You know, you got to be the first one out there to get that social media post. And, and you know, all these Facebook pages, you, you always see, you know, somebody will write something like, well, somebody had to be the first one. You know, every, everyone wants to be that guy, you know, kind of, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that well matt you were just saying right before we got this show that ice rescue was out someplace up north oh, north of, of bemidji yeah. yeah north of bemidji well that's where the ice should be good and right yeah whatever well, yeah it's even not up, always even up there it's not i mean it's yeah. still sketchy ice up there I you mean, don't know where still... ducks and geese held something oh, right. open you know a little bit before and yeah we've been our forecast for this week is not holding up for right looking like it's going to build any ice and any ice that is out there is probably going to be gone by the end of the week exactly so, so um to start off this ice safety list uh number one obviously uh spud bar um i just made a spud bar i made one I, I didn't buy one i made one last year for the first time matt i don't know if you've got a spud bar or not um Honestly, I've never really been that guy that's gone out on such early ice that you, right. know, you really, really needed a spud bar. Uh, most of the time when I get out for the first time, uh, you know, people have probably already been out there for, you know, a week or whatever. And, and I'm walking out into a spot with, you know, a number of other people. And so I haven't. But, you know, it's it probably just a smart thing to do is, is just to get one. I don't know. You can probably pick one up for 20, 30, 40 bucks. You can make one, whatever. But have something. And uh, if you are not aware of how to use a spud bar, what you do with the spud bar is when you're walking out there, you, uh, you kind of jab. I don't know. Is that the right word? Jab? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of smash the tip of your spud bar into the ice. And if you break through on the first hit, yeah, don't keep your butthole out of pucker and you, <laughs> you better turn around and, and try to get back towards shore. Uh, you know, they, they say if it goes through on the first one, it's not going to support your weight. Turn around. You're, you're probably already in over your head. Uh, if it takes two, yeah, you're kind of pushing it, but it's doable. I would say if you're at three or four, you know, you're, you're, you're probably okay, but, right. and that's, know, and that's, but that can change pretty fast. Right. And that's not like breaking through the ice. It's like when you're, you know, chipping at the ice with that spud bar, if like you, the water you, starts, right. If you get like through. three, three hits into it and all of a sudden the water starts to kind of fill into that, into the hole that you just made, then yeah, don't keep going. Turn around. Yep. Yep. But yeah, like, like we said, you know, if, if you're, if it's taken three or four hits, yeah, you're probably okay right there, but yeah, you go ten feet farther, and and where it was three or four hits is now only a one hit, and I don't, you know. And don't just and don't just do it like right away and be like, oh, okay, we're good, and keep walking out there. You want to just do yeah. it as you're walking yep. out. Just yeah, keep the whole doing time. it. Yep, yep. Every you know every yard, you know every three, four, five feet, you wanna you wanna smash it in there and and see see what's going on i don't know god dang it I, like i said everyone it's wants better to be the to first be one overly but, safe than right not not at all yep uh next up uh, on early ice ice cleats yeah. and you know I, i'd say that this is one that's probably easily overlooked uh just for the sole fact that most people are more concerned about falling in but uh there's also that chance of falling over right. and uh Brand new ice is normally very slick, very smooth ice because it hasn't had snow on top of it. It hasn't had, you know, stress cracks and, and everything else that happens, you know, to to create, you know, some sort of, a, uh, you know, a rougher surface on the top. And, uh, yeah, very smooth ice is very slick ice. And, uh, um yeah, that's that's and that's not even just an early ice. Tip. No, the that's, whole time. That's a whole whole year tip. I mean, invest in a nice pair of ice cleats. Uh, if you have a 
loved one or you know somebody that that does a lot of ice fishing buy them a pair get them a nice pair and stuff because you, you never know you don't want them to fall down there out there on the ice because you know you never you could hit your head you could bang up an arm or a leg or something like that so i mean we've talked about it before that time when we had that old gentleman when we were fishing at okaboji that had fallen down and he was a hurting he, unit right he, he was he took he, he was took hurting a heck bad. Of a fall and he's and he couldn't get up yep. and then you finally took off your ice cleats and let him put those on so he could get up and we could get him to shore but. yeah we were me and you were trying to help him up but he couldn't get his feet from oh, under him you right. know they kept slipping out from under him and so yeah I, I ended up taking off my cleats giving them to him and uh we still had a heck of a time getting him up and yep. uh yeah, yeah that, he had to sit there for a little while just to kind of get his bearings to yep him. i'd say he knocked his head good and and i i think he got the air knocked out of him and i think he got a good knock to his pride right. but uh you know that's that's one of those deals obviously christmas is coming up and that's that's something that you can really truly get somebody that doesn't cost a lot of money yeah. that you know no, no one wants to spend that $25 on themselves. It's like, man, you know, I could be buying $25 worth of tackle. That's fun. You know, $25 worth of other type of fishing stuff. And and they don't necessarily want to buy that. I personally run a Yak Tracks Chains, I think is the brand. And uh, they're just some chains that kind of go underneath the boot, but they've got rubber around them that slips over the boot. And uh, I'll be honest, I never really take mine off. Right, uh, mine stay on my boots. Most yep, of and, there. you know, obviously, uh, um, if we're going over to a bait shop or something before we're going fishing, I'm wearing tennis shoes up until that point, up until the point when we get out of the vehicle to, to go out there. Because you don't want to go walk into a bait shop or a gas station or a with restaurant your with your cleats on. You're going to bugger up their floor, and, and uh, that's not going to make anyone happy, but... Uh, those yak track chains, I you know, there's Catulas, there's there's a bunch of different ones, but uh, you know, if if you know about the size of the person that you're uh, dealing with, I think you know that they got smalls, mediums, larges, extra larges, maybe two XLs. Um, you know, Scott Mockentoon, they he had to have ones custom made shipped well, in from China use, because well, he uh, can use his chain seven XL, yeah, <laughs> truck just, chains. Just takes it right off of his truck. And he puts just uses tractor tire chains and <laughs> straps them up around those big old clod hoppers. <laughs> but uh, no, that 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 is something. If if you're if you're interested in buying something for a uh, uh, loved one. Uh, I, w- I would get them some ice cleats if they don't have some. And even if they do have some, doesn't hurt to have a second pair. So. That's right. Um, next up, uh, float suits. Um, ob- obviously, nowadays, uh, float suits are kind of the new rave. Uh, you know, most of the suits that all the companies are coming out with now are float suits. Uh, I'd say you probably got to try harder to find a non-float suit yeah. than an actual float suit. But, uh, I mean, I'll... I'll I'll vouch for anybody that doesn't have one, you know, when, when the coats and bibs are, you know, $180, $240, you know, whatever to get fully outfitted, you're, you know, four or 500 bucks. Yeah. I don't blame you for not having them. I mean, like it's, son it's, of a gun, yeah, you know, it's tough to that initial sticker shock and everything. That's why you got to just kind of look around and wait, you know, for deals. If you're, I just in saw the Chad Lorith was selling a pair. Yeah. I mean, you can find a good, on marketplace a lot of times you can find some good used ones that are in good shape or you know some of the ads that come out now some of the ice shows that have been going on yep. you can get a good deal on it uh but they're definitely they're definitely worth it i was actually listening to the guys on fish addictions the other night mike olson was talking about he like purposely went in the one time with his float suit on like they're just test, to try, check it out just to try it and stuff like that and <clears throat> They were talking about how how crazy it is with those float suits that you don't go under at all. Like you like that's one of the big things when you fall through the ice is when you hit that water and that initial shock and you take that big deep breath and everything like that because the cold hits you. He said he didn't have it when he when he went in and really and it, it just kind of held him up above the water right away. So I mean they're definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, it's, it's cheap insurance. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're a guy and you're trying to get your wife to, uh, you know, let you 
you know, go out and do more ice fishing and whatnot. It, it, you know, people think it's, you know, people think ice fishing is just so dangerous. Oh my gosh, I can't believe right. you're out there on that ice. You know, first day that gets above, you know, 34 degrees and you were still out there on that. Yeah, yeah. actually, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, when you drop an ice cube uh, into, you know, into a glass of water and, you know, you keep it in your 70 degree house and you know, hour later, the ice cube's still in there. That's, that's kind of how it works. But, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you could get your wife or your husband or whoever, you know, to easily kind of go along on a float suit. Oh, definitely. you know, I mean that that's, it's cheap insurance. If you, if you can get into a suit for, you know, three, 400 bucks, uh, uh, three, $400 is, is, is peanuts compared to a lost life. But if, if you can't, um, don't be afraid to throw a freaking life jacket on yeah, underneath your Carhartt. Right. Put you know a life I mean? jacket on. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it, it's going to add more insulation. Yep. You know, whatever. But I, I think if, if you can't if, if you can't afford or if you just flat out don't really want to spend the money, I don't think anyone's going to make fun of you for, for throwing on some sort of a personal flotation device underneath of the, you know, even on the outside, whatever. But, uh. I, and you know, people as, get it right and as far as a float suit goes the one nice thing about it too is like yeah it's it's an investment but they last for a long time oh for I sure mean, for sure you'll be able to use them for for a long time so it's not just a one-year deal that you're paying for so well, and honestly i mean if uh if you don't get one that's super crazy gaudy colors i mean that can be your winter jacket every day right, winter exactly. jacket you know for you know the next 10 years so i i don't know it, obviously you got to balance out pencil it out uh, uh for everyone's own financial situation but uh they work great for out blowing snow they work great yep. for recess duties <laughs> <laughs> that's why i personally have mine because if i'm gonna yell at a kid that won't come in from recess i'm gonna have a damn float suit on doing it <laughs> um ice picks matt you i i'll admit you are you're awesome at always having a set of ice picks around your neck. I will be honest. I, I believe I own a pair, but I think Ramsey has them. I believe I gave Ramsey like some money to buy me some. He bought some. I don't think I ever even pulled them out of the package and they're probably in Ramsey's mom's garage somewhere. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Collecting dust. I need to, I need to do better. I need to do better because you know, like you said, yeah, okay, you fall into the water. You don't just crawl out. Right. You know, I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, if, if you can't touch the bottom, you know, try try sitting at a swimming pool floating on top of the water and try, you know, to pull yourself out. Like we said, the ice is slippery. It's not like you're going to grab on to, you know, yeah, you, know, you got to have something. Up. Yeah. Right, you got to have something. I know – the the one time I saw a deal like you got to get up close to the edge, and you got to you know really kick like you're swimming you know and try to get up on top of the ice that way. I've I've watched a couple of videos on you know how to self rescue yourself and and uh, I don't know in my mind I feel like I'd be able to pull it off, but I'll, I'll not. But when it happens, you oh just... you're in a panic. You are in a pure panic. My brother, who's a solid swimmer, uh, you know, and this happened when we were younger kids. But uh, we were sitting on a dock, jigging for bluegills and perch and whatnot off the dock uh, of my grandpa's lake house, and uh, Eric fell in. This kid, I mean, like, he was already, like, in, you know, level frickin' three of swimming lessons. Like, I mean, and, and it wasn't that deep. Like, he probably would have only had to swim about four yards, and, and he probably would have gotten to a spot where he could stand up, you know, and catch his breath and whatever. And he panicked. Like, he panicked. He would have, I mean... He, he wasn't going to do it. He, was, he wasn't going to get out of there. He, he was in trouble. And we had a net, a big old net. And I actually dropped that down there. And Eric grabbed onto the net. And I pulled him up, you know, to where he could stand up. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I saved the sucker's life. You know, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it just because you know how to swim, just because you think you know exactly what you're going to do in the case of, you know, that ever happening, it, it don't always happen like that. Oh, exactly right. You know, but I, yeah, the ice picks is just something. That it's nice and convenient. You can just throw it around your, around your neck and the, go with it. Yeah, they're just a, a 
I don't know, it's like a one and a half inch nail per right. se that sticks out of the end. And it just gives you a little leverage to, you know, pick your way out if, if in the event of you falling in. Yeah. And, and you know, you kind of said it right there too. You know, another good ad- advice for early ice is just go on and watch some of the videos online yeah. of how to rescue yourself from falling through the ice. I mean, yeah, when, like you said, when rubber meets the road, we all panic and you might do that, but you might just like all of a sudden you might just have like a situation where you do get that calmness and you're like, okay, now what do I do? And if you remember from watching some videos on like what people suggested that might be able to help you get out a little faster. Yep. Um, next up the buddy system. God dang it guys. If, if you are at a point where you're thinking that you need a spud bar, if you are thinking that you, you know, you could potentially use a float suit, uh, you know, you need ice picks. You know what else you need? You need a freaking friend out there with you too. Don't go out on early ice by yourself. It, it, it's not worth it. I mean, you know, the reason a lot of us do this fishing deal anyways is, you know, to socialize and BS with our friends and whatnot. Go out there with a friend. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if you fall in, I'll guarantee you your chances of getting out if you've got a friend there are going to go through the roof. Uh, you just fell in the ice. Your cell phone is not good. Right. Yeah. Your, your cell phone's screwed. You know, obviously on some of these newer float suits, I know the, the clam ice armor ones have a little spot for your phone to go in. It's like a little Ziploc bag. Uh, but the chances of me actually having my phone in that is, is <laughs> right, slim yeah. to none. But, uh, God dang it. Have, have somebody along with you have somebody that, that, a can call nine one one. B can possibly lend you a hand. C, you know, can slide you an ice fishing sled or you know whatever. Right. I mean, any type of thing to help rescue you. Also, let people know where you're going. Yep. When you plan to be home, everything like that. So you know, if well, like you said, if a cell phone's not working and people start to worry, they they kind of know where you're at. So right. if they have to send anybody out. Right. I mean, if if you're if you're going to, uh, you know, I don't know, in any spot, honestly, uh, in any spot, especially, you know, if it's a smaller, like a, a Lake Bahoya or, or some small pothole lake where you could potentially be the only person out there, let people know, like Matt said, that, that you're there, where you're going to be, and that you're planning on being home. Because if you fall through, yeah, you got a vehicle at the, at the access, and that's, that's nothing you got a hole somewhere but uh um i don't know you know going along with that buddy system go to the freaking hardware store and get yourself 20 foot of rope yep easy 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 way to to maximize your your chances of getting out 20 foot of cheap you know freaking 25 cent a foot rope you know you're going to spend five dollars have it in a pocket have it in your ice shack have it in a five gallon pail, whatever, you know, even if you fall in with that rope, you, at least, you know, you can pull it out of your pocket and try to throw it somewhat to your buddy and he can pull you out. If you fall in and that rope is in your ice shack, you know, okay, then your buddy's going to grab it and he's going to throw it to you. I don't know. No brainer. Sometimes too, if you uh, are pulling a sled, you can put eyelets in the sled and take clips and clip you know, clip your rope on to your sled. So that way you, it also doubles as your rescue rope if needed, you know, where you can just quick unclip it and throw it to the, throw it to your buddy and stuff like that. And I mean, there you're, I mean, there you got a rope that you're pulling your sled with, but now also you have it a quick detach system where if something does happen, you can, whoops, you can throw it to a buddy. So for being my dumbest friend, that might have been one of the smartest <laughs> right. things you've ever said. Right. I, it's just it's just another one of them little hacks that sometimes you know you never know. So and the, I mean you, you life you lessons need, from Matt D. You need rope sometimes, even not even not in a rescue situation. Sometimes you know you might have a something that you need to tie down on the way home. So pull your buddy's truck out of that snowbank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you got that much. Well, yeah, I nah, guess you need a thick one inch rope yeah. in order to haul my, my freaking shack around. <laughs> uh, no, that's a, that's a really good idea. Um, but obviously, uh, golly, I feel like I've said obviously a lot in this show. 
I don't know. Seriously. You remember that? <laughs> you remember that little Noah Ritter who, and apparently I've never been on live television before. Have you seen that? You've never seen that I've little red haired kid? One. Oh God, that's funny. I'm going to show it to you after this, but, uh, um, when in doubt back out, that's basically, that's, that's something that just stick that in every single thing you do in life, going to track a deer, think you didn't make the best shot when in doubt back out. Yeah. You're going out ice fishing for the first time in the year or the second or the third. And, uh, you're not really sure when in doubt back out, you're at a college party there's a there's a lady making eyes at you and you're like huh, i don't know about this when in doubt back out yeah get out of there yeah <laughs> matt, matt didn't back out a couple times and... <laughs> uh, yeah well that's, that's all right well moving podcast. along moving along <laughs> but no it is i mean Midwest I'm... angler podcast <laughs> after, after <hours>. dark <laughs> after dark you got to pay for that one guys yeah that's that's on our paid paid page so no, only I, you know. fans. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Only? I think so. Only yeah, fish. Don't give me that. BS. Only fish. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Freaking platinum subscriber over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like you said though, if if you if you're not feeling comfortable, then get out of there. Uh, I've I've never understood the guys that, you know. Some people I've heard take plywood and put it out there. Oh like, yeah, to yep. like space their weight out and like yeah. crawl out there. Two four I, by eight sheets and right. you crawl from one to the, the other. other I, no, I don't need to catch a fish that bad. I mean, I love I love fishing and stuff, but it's not worth risking your life to do it. I mean, and also take take these precautions every time you go out. Don't just go there and show up at a lake and see somebody else out there fishing and be like, oh okay, they walked out there, so. Yeah, we can walk out there, and you just come moseying out there like nothing's happening. I mean, you don't know what path they took. They might have come from the other side right. of the lake that's more wind-sheltered. Right. So, I mean, have the spud bar. Don't just rely on somebody else being out there as your you know, guide to say, okay, I can head out there. If they made it, I can make it. Watch the conditions. This time of year, conditions are still changing. Uh, you, you never know what it's going to be like when you come off the ice. It might have been good when you got on the ice, but it might have warmed up quite a bit. So pay attention to that stuff. Maybe it's time to get off of the lake before it warms up and some of the ice starts to go away. But yeah, I don't know. And and we've talked about it before too. But waterfowl, yeah, you know, ducks and geese. I mean, we've been out on Okaboji before in the middle of freaking January. You know, maybe even February. And the geese have still got a big chunk open. Yes, they do. They, they've got oil on their feathers that, that helps keep the uh, the water from freezing. And they they will keep they will keep stuff, especially if you're out in South Dakota, you know, the, the big flyway. Uh, yeah, you, you don't ever want to trust where geese might have been yesterday or right. something like exactly that. Exactly right. And, you know, and maybe just stick to daylight fishing at this time of the year. Don't be going too late after dark. Because, yeah. Because you might see Matt out there and just a skibbies running from ice shack to ice shack. And well, dress light. <laughs> that <laughs> ain't something no one wants to see. That's not that's not early ice safety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dress light so that you're not as bulky. You know, that too. I mean, don't. You're willing to do anything for safety, Matt. <laughs> you <laughs> dirty dog. <laughs> just off boxers. Yeah. Float boxers. Float boxers. <laughs> Brand new from Duluth trading. <laughs> float boxers. The buck naked floaters. <laughs> oh, don't laugh. You've got keep a the boy. Keep the boys warm and keep them above <laughs> above the water. So we. So uh, I went pheasant hunting the other day. I, I got to tell this story. I, so I went pheasant hunting the other day, and uh, uh, Ramrod invited me out. Uh, his his future father in law and and uh, I don't know a buddy of his maybe his future grandpa-in-law, whatever, uh, have a chunk of ground that they, uh, they do some hunting on and whatnot. And, uh, so I got lucky enough to go out there with Ramrod and then two other guys. And, uh, I actually shot my first pheasant and I believe it's either nine or 10 years, but, uh, afterwards, uh, we were kind of walking back and, uh, um, Ramrod kind of walked through this thicket and I just happened to look over and I'm like, well, you know, he flushed a freaking pheasant out of there, but the thing dove into the water. 
And it's like, you know, what the heck's going on? And it, it wasn't us, but it had to have been somebody else that either hunted that property or a property close, but they had wounded a, a pheasant and uh, Ramrod kicked it up without even realizing it because it was a ways ahead. It must've saw Ramrod coming and, uh, you know, obviously didn't get up and fly. It just went to this Creek and, and started floating down the Creek. Well, it eventually got across. And, uh, so me and Ramrod and the two other guys that we were hunting with, we kind of went down to that area and I'm, you know, telling him like, yeah, I think it kind of crossed right here, whatever. And next thing you know, old Ramrod, he takes off. He's going to cross the Creek. He's going over there to find that bird. <laughs> well, Ramrod decides to cross right where on a cut bank corner. <laughs> and he starts off and it's over his it's over his boots right and he got to the other side and i mean we are talking about freaking maybe like four inches below the pills like Jeez. ramrod you do not want to be doing this and uh yeah it was it was the end he went over there uh ended up not finding that bird i don't know you know if the thing could run or whatever but uh, uh he ended up not being able to find it well then obviously you got to crawl back over you know you got to walk through that water again and I told him, like, maybe not in the cut bank spot right, right there. So he went up a little bit, got across, and, you know, it, it. I mean, it was up to his knees, every bit of his knees, and he got across, and that was the that was the end of it because we had to go watch the Iowa Hawkeye game. But, uh, um, yeah, that water's freaking cold. Yeah, it's cold. It That's had ice chunks sure. in it. Yeah, it did the other day. I mean, I, I appreciate that, you know, there's a lot of people that, ah, just a pheasant. Like, you know, it's not worth it. Like, it's, I mean, he, he did the right thing by right going and trying but uh um yeah whatever it's it's crazy that it swam across the river yeah it i mean i saw it it that's nuts yep but uh um i don't know i wish we would have had a good dog along good dog would have tracked that thing down but yeah um yeah is what it is um next up matt uh you know a few weeks ago i think we had kind of talked about the future of electric outboards you know that potentially down the road we could be seeing electric outboards and uh, i think it was actually uh, uh reported by troy lindner uh this past week or or so um but general motors uh, the maker of gmc's chevrolet's uh you know buick's whatever um actually bought 25 percent stake in a company called pure watercraft and uh, pure watercraft uh makes electric outboards um and when you got a company that's a heavy hitter like gm that's uh willing to put up 150 million dollars um they're going to supply all the parts and um they're going to take care of uh um, the design of new product um i'd say it's probably closer than what Uh, we think right yeah the future 10 years from now is we're gonna we're gonna have legitimate electric outboards yeah, I I believe so. I, I it's going to be interesting to see what it is, and hopefully it's for the good. And I mean, I, I think it's for the like. I I don't you know you 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 see a lot of these people that are like I ain't going to electric. Why not? Right? Why not? If it's if it's an effective thing and it works great, then why not do it? I mean, I I've got an electric ice auger now. So do you? I love it. Right. I, w- I wouldn't even think about going back to gas. Yeah. I, 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 I could be given free gas augers and I still <laughs> wouldn't use them. Right. I had somebody the other day asking me about, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I want to get the drill and do all that stuff. I was like, well, there's other options too if you just want an auger. And they're like, well, you know, I found a gas one. I was like, don't get a gas one. No. And they're like, well, what about a propane? I was like, definitely don't get a propane one. It's just like, go with the electric one. It's it's convenient it's light it's it's the way to go it's the future i mean i just i cannot believe that in, you know i mean strike masters got the 24 volt uh you know i mean there there's the the obviously the cordless drill ion makes a good product yeah. like i just i don't see any possible reason to go with a gas or a propane auger yeah i the the benefits of an electric one outweigh the benefits of a gas one what are the benefits of the gas one i think that i suppose when you're cutting through thicker ice it might be a benefit you might be able to get more holes out of a gas a tank of gas than 
out of a battery, but oh, for sure. But I mean, but I that I mean, you asked me what the benefit was. Calm down, dude. Jeez, man, I'm trying to give I'm you not a benefit. Mad. You want to get you, you want to get into a fight? I'll freaking hockey. Just about, I'll, I'll just, hockey fight your ass right here. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's gonna be my freaking take uh, my uh, skate off and stab you. This is gonna be my new saying. I'm gonna hockey fight you right here. <laughs> hockey fight you right here. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your neck off. <laughs> Pull my sweatshirt up over hey, my head. You're not afraid of me. <laughs> but no, I mean it is. I, I that might be about the only thing. But I mean, again, we've talked about it before. Now you got to haul gas around. If it's a mix, you got to mix it. You got to do all this stuff. It's just, yeah, nothing worse than spilling a bunch of gas all over the place. It's nothing worse than sitting out on a freaking ice patch with a bunch of shacks around, and you're that guy that's sitting there cranking on your freaking <laughs> gas auger, and you can't get it to turn yeah. over because. Well, exactly everyone everybody's right now is just thinking about that it's like the old jiffy that starts up too and it sounds like a motocross race going it's just like hurry up and everybody applauds when they get done drilling their hole it's just like a lot of people will just take theirs and run over there and be like, here, let me let me get that for you. You so can't that... run a gas auger without a SIG in your mouth. <laughs> that's like that's, that's a actually given. a real fact. That's a given. Yeah, you can't. No, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and knock a gas auger for a guy that has a gas auger. I mean, if you still got a good gas auger, I mean, there's no sense in like, oh, nope, electric is the only way. I mean, you know, if, you, if you've got a good gas auger, keep running it, but uh, – I don't know. At this point in time, if I'm in the market for a new auger, I'm certainly not. I'm, I'm going electric now yeah, at this exactly. point. Exactly. So, yeah. um, but I, I don't, you know, and, and, and it's not just that. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, I'm, with the outboard motor, I mean, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how they can do with like the horsepower and how they compete with, you know, how fast the boat can go we've never been guys that are big on like, I need my boat to go 70 miles per hour, but I mean, it's going to take a pretty a heck of a electrical outboard to push a boat going that fast. But I mean, we're now pushing cars. That's true. We're cars. now pushing cars at 80 miles an hour. We're, you know, we're, we've got trucks that, uh, you know, I mean, Tesla's coming out with the truck. Like it, it's close guys. Like, I mean, I'm telling you it's, it's going to be close. They're going to make them fast. God dang it. I just, I don't know. You know, I was telling you, Matt, before, before we started recording, uh, when I was up North, uh, up at Dave Genz's, he just got a brand new ego, uh, rider electric mower. That's cool. And I mean, it just had big batteries in the back and he's like, yeah, man, I just got this thing. Hell, he hadn't even had her running yet. So we were, you know, checking it out and he whipped it on and, you know, kind of went around things freaking quiet i got a feeling that i mean that's one pro yeah uh you know i mean a quiet outboard motor you know for sneaking into spots and whatnot you don't gotta automatically just throw your trolling motor if you're trying to sneak in somewhere you know your your big motor should be just as quiet if you go in there at an idle i don't know i i think there's a lot of pros to it obviously i'm not going to be the guy that's waiting in line to buy the first one but uh you know they're they're going to get the kinks worked out of it and and you know, I don't know. Hate to say it, ten years from now, it's going to be it. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I mean, no, I I can see it happening. I mean, faster than what a person really thinks, right? And I mean, I'm not for, you know, I, I would hate to see the government come in and say, yeah, you can no longer have diesel pickups. You can no longer have, you know, gasoline cars. You can no longer have gasoline outboard en- engines. You know, you got to have all electric everything. Like, you know, things will phase out. Things will phase out. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean. The 1969 Camaro SS still got its place. That's right. You know, I, I don't want to get rid of it. No. So, um, but I don't know. It it should be interesting. I I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it. It it uh, you know, if nothing it'll, else, it'll it'll bring down the price on on these gas outboard engines that are at a spot where it's like, holy moly, are they spendy? Right. It, it's going to be cool to see what kind of technology they come up with with that with an electrical outboard. Yep. So, um, with that. Uh, I think we could probably move along to good news stories. Good news stories? Are we going to talk about this? Yeah, we are going to talk about that. Are we going to wait for after good news stories? Nope, we'll talk about that right now. Uh, It is, well, we'll just, November 27, um, uh, 
was three years that me and Matt have been doing this podcast. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, some days it feels like 12 years. <laughs> some days it feels like three months. Some days it feels like it's the first one we're putting together. So. Yeah, it does. And, I mean, we still have a lot of technical difficulties. You, you know, uh, so we put some posts on Facebook. Obviously, if you're on our Facebook, you saw that that we put a couple posts on there. I got messages from people that were like, hey, I didn't know you had a podcast. And it's like, <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Seriously? Three years. <laughs> yeah. Like, for three years. And about like, it a lot. Sometimes so. I, I think I overdo, you know, sharing and whatnot on, on my Facebook and you didn't realize I had a podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right, like I'm, I'm also married. Like I don't know if you, you're married. Yeah, got three kids. Three kids. What the? Yeah, it's freaking weird, man. I've graduated high school. And I'm older now. Yeah, it's freaking weird. Like life changes. I'm not 18 anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't have hair down to my shoulder blades anymore. Like, yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like, but yeah, no, we've uh, we've got a podcast and we've had it for three years, and. uh you know, I obviously, there I am saying obviously again, uh, I don't know. I, I've said it before, you know, we can't thank everyone enough. I've said it before. Uh, it's kind of crazy that we were able to pull this off because we truly had no technology knowledge going into this. Or even uh, about podcasts. <laughs> right. Nothing. Like you know, <laughs> I mean, and I don't know. I've, I've said it before too, that, you know, we started off that golly, you know, if we could get 30 people to, to, you know, listen, man, wouldn't that be something? And then we blew through a thousand and, you know, now we're, you know, we're closer to 2000 listens a week than we are to, you know, 1000. And, and it just, I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. And I, I don't know, you know, we've both Matt and I just kind of, you know, we wanted our spot in the fishing industry. You know, we weren't ever going to be professional anglers. We wanted to be able to go to places like the Dakota Angler Ice Institute and go up and shake hands with guys and, you know, I don't know, just be something, you know, I, right. I don't know what you call it, you know, but, uh, you know, just our, our, our little niche. And, and I, I feel like we found it and, and for every single one of you guys that tunes in every single week. And for those of you that if this is your first week, thank you yeah, like thank you truly yeah. thank you and yeah. uh, if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't well i mean we'd have this podcast we yeah, don't have still, anybody yeah it'd just be us talking to each other like we used to do <laughs> we'd be like oh my god we got seven people to listen we, last week we'd be our biggest fans yeah and, and you, matt would say like no actually i listened to the episode seven <laughs> <Sometimes>. times <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> you know, then we wouldn't have to impress anybody right but, uh, but no we thank all you guys yep. um keep uh you know keep the feedback coming all the time we really appreciate that uh i know scott gets them all on the page he runs the page and stuff like that so he gets all the messages and it's always fun to hear them all so uh just keep them coming and it's kind of fun that you guys enjoy listening to us talk about fishing but not only fishing just you know glimpses into our lives yep. and i mean food anything really nothing's really off topic here we talk about it all so yep and, and if you haven't yet and you're listening, uh, my name is Scott Sturman. His name is Matt Deitch. Uh, add us on Facebook, uh, Scott, and then S-T-U-E-R-M-A-N, and then Matt, D-E-U-T-S-C-H. Got it. Deutsch. Deutschland. Got it. God, I'm, I'm impressed with myself that I pulled that off. So I, I bet you most people can. <laughs> so, uh, no, add us on Facebook. Uh, and I don't know. Keep uh, keep along on this freaking crazy ride. So what's, what's been fun lately is a lot of the interaction on our social media. That was going to be my good news story. That was going to be my good news story. Is it? I yep. stole it from you. I'm nope, sorry. No, nope. we'll just. I'm going to run right into good news stories right, right now. But we have had a lot of people that are BSing. You know, you put on that three year uh, Facebook post of uh, <laughs> of uh, from Dumb and Dumber the jacuzzi scene. <laughs> at the uh, honeymoon suite and you know just a lot of dudes get on there and you know we're dropping dumb and dumber lines and right and uh felcher <laughs> from cranston oh yeah <laughs> you know her well i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i remember you talking about her <laughs> you know, just oh god dang it you know just some of those uh some of those awesome lines that the guys dropped and uh 
you know we've we've had a lot of we've had a lot of good social media interactions over the over the last week and and that's my good news story i i truly appreciate uh you know everyone that you know bs is with us and you know sends us a funny message or or uh you know makes fun of us do a little bit yeah. more making fun of us we appreciate we, we that we can take it we're the type of guys that we dish it out a lot so we can take it we're not the ones that get butt hurt when you do it back to don't us don't do so. it too much though because your ass will end up on a freaking picture with a head swap that's Matt right. will do it that's he right will do i'll it. hockey fight you too <laughs> you, you you didn't know it but you were cheating on your wife and matt's got pictures so don't 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 take any shots below the i won't, yeah. I won't do that like i won't do anything like that but well if they I'll attempt find, to I'll, hockey fight you right then. i'll i'll find one of you you know in a promiscuous position with you know maybe a donut or something like that but <laughs> two pick six all of a sudden's like yeah i'll do that <laughs> for a donut yeah hell yeah <laughs> so uh all right matt uh your good news story uh i'm just gonna give a big birthday shout out to uh dave gens dave gens the godfather media. yeah i saw on social media the other day that is his birthday, a past guest, and uh, just you know the godfather of fishing, ice fishing, uh, just an all-around great guy. So yep, seventy-four big, years young, seventy-four, and uh, yeah, well, I, I I think uh, I think we'll have to try to get him on again. Definitely, we will. Um, got a couple other guys that we've uh, got in our crosshairs to uh, try to get on here in the coming weeks. Kind of just been waiting for some ice because they're more ice fishing talk, but. Uh, um, yeah, this, this next week, we'll see how this next week goes. Um, I was supposed to leave on Wednesday to go to Nebraska down to the Cox Ranch and do a little mule deer hunting, and we've pushed that off from Wednesday uh, to Saturday. So either me and Matt will try to uh, record something a little bit early and uh, still kick it out on Monday, or maybe we'll wait until after I get back. We'll we'll figure that out. We'll see how our schedules uh uh, work out this coming week, but, uh, um, yeah, if, if we don't come out with one on the regular time on the regular time, uh, that's, uh, that's what's going on. I'm down in cowboy land in Nebraska and, uh, yeah, we'll figure something out. Dang right. We will. So, all right, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys joining. Uh, if you can hit, uh, hit a like or subscribe button. Um, if you're on, uh, Apple, leave us a review, uh, we, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, it helps out the show because, uh, um, shows with the higher reviews, uh, the more subscribers, whatever. Um, when people type in something like fishing podcast or walleye podcast or whatever, um, uh, it moves us up closer to the top. And, uh, um, no, if you could do that for us, that would be great. Uh, we'd appreciate it. We will see you next week. Later. <laughs>